Hey everyone, welcome to Share Your Sparkle. I'm your host, Dr. Darlene Berrios, and this is episode 13. One decision, many years. I first want to start off by saying thank you to my niece, Amaya, my nephew, little, my sister, Bay, and my parents. Oh, by the way, I rehired my sister, so she's back on the payroll, and, um, My parents, even if you fired them, they would show up the next day anyway to work. (laughs) But they know why I'm thanking them. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to start off this episode with a prayer from Intimate Conversations with the Divine, Prayer, Guidance, and Grace by Carolyn Meese. And I think I read a section of this before. And if it's a repeat, I guess I'm repeating it for a reason. Um... With this episode, what I've done is reflected on different decisions in my life and how it's just altered the course of my path. And the prayer I'm reading is I, not so much that I don't trust my, trust others, but I think it's important to read the whole passage that she has here. So this is Intimate Conversations with a, with a Divine. Lord, I have never been good at trusting others in my life. Then I realized that my lack of trust was because I did not trust my own instincts. And those instincts were ultimately my threads to you, to your your voice guiding me. I need that thread to you, Lord, because without that thread of trust, I am driving my life without a compass. I need to weave that thread to you one choice at a time. So grant me the grace of trust, Lord, to act on that small inner voice that guides me ever so softly even in the loudest times of chaos. Carolyn Meese, Intimate Conversations with the Divine. And I think I chose that because what I like about this is she talks about this inner guiding voice that's that thread to, if you believe in in the divine or God, um, and that being a driving force, um, that being like your north, right? Your compass. And how many times in life have we like turned to that when we needed to make decisions? So I was reflecting on what to share in this episode and a few things came to mind and the common thread was there have been points in my life or decisions that I have made that have literally altered my path. And the first story I'm going to share with you actually has to do with um, being at recess in third grade. (laughs) My elementary school, I actually have access to it because it's not far from where I am right now. It's probably like 15 minutes. And there is um, a huge field um, right beside the school where there was like a playground. Um, In the back corner, there was a baseball field, but we used it you know, to play kickball in the middle, that was a soccer field. I mean, I didn't, I'm not sure if it had nets, but we definitely used it when we were younger as a soccer field and kids would play a bunch of different things. You know, what's funny about recess is like, I, I don't know if like any of you are around kids at recess, but kids love to scream. It's the weirdest thing, but like you go off to recess and you go off to recess screaming like, like, Oh, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I did that as a kid too, but I still don't understand why kids do that. I think maybe it's the freedom, the fresh air. I'm not sure. But in third grade, a friend of mine 
came up to me and said, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exactly the conversation, but she said, you're pretty good at soccer. Why don't you join my team? So at the time, she was on this travel team for the town that we lived in. And I honestly don't remember anything after that, like how I got the information, how I asked my mom or anything. I just have a vivid memory of her coming up to me and saying, you're pretty good at soccer. Why don't you join my team? And I'm going to tell you people that literally changed me because I did end up joining that travel team and played soccer competitively up until I was 18. Um, So it gave me amazing friends, uh, amazing memories, um, great discipline for, you know, sports and that love of being on a team and collaborating with people. Um, It was just all from that one conversation. You're pretty good at this. You should join my team. And I think to this day it has impacted me because it really um, gave me that want to be active all the time. And I don't know how that would have panned out if I did something differently. But I mean, to this day, I am moving my body four times a week, at least six miles. So like, I'm basically running a marathon every week. That's not that's too bad. That's not too bad. Right? I mean, I would love like uh, the idea of being on a team, but that um, want and need to keep going and keep your body active has stayed with me um, this whole time. And I will say that um, soccer is like the love of my life in terms of sports, even though basketball is so amazingly fun. um, There's something about soccer that just lights me up in a very different way. And uh, it was just from that one little conversation oh, you're pretty good. Why don't you come join my team? I still have friends from that team. (laughs) Um, That's how I started playing sports. Uh, And I will share how I ended. Um, This relates to my second story. When I was 18, I was applying to colleges And that process was pretty interesting because um, while I have amazingly supportive parents, they um, have always, you know, been there in every way possible. Their educational background was in Puerto Rico. So navigating that higher ed process on my own was interesting. And at the time, I applied to four schools, all in New England, all um, small colleges in either Connecticut, Massachusetts, or Rhode Island. And I remember one school, Division Three school, because one of the things I was interested in was continuing to play soccer. Um, I had 
in my senior year made the class S all state soccer team. And it was just so much a part of my identity that it was just like something that felt like it was never going to stop. So when I was applying to schools, I looked at the different teams they had. So isn't that funny, right? Like not necessarily the academics, but like, ooh, what's a good school to go play at? <laughs> but I mean, obviously, I looked at the academics as well. So these four schools, I looked at one, um, I was really fortunate enough where they gave me a scholarship, an academic scholarship. So it's, it was a division three school, I believe it still is. But I went to visit that school on a Sunday at like 11 and the soccer coach was walking us around in Massachusetts. And when we walked into the dining hall, all the girls had makeup on. And I was like, are you kidding me? I cannot come to school here. I'm like, one, I don't wear makeup. And two, are you kidding me? It's Sunday morning. So isn't that kind of crazy? They gave me a, a lot of money to go there. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't see myself living there for four years. Um, one of the schools was like a safety school. So that was kind of already in my mind out of the question. And then the last schools that were definitely like, where am I going to go was one um, school in Connecticut and one school in Rhode Island. And one was a division one school athletics wise. And um, the other one was way better academically. So I really, when it came time to pick which school to go to. Here's my second decision. This is really interesting, really, really interesting. Um, it was between Providence College and Wesleyan University. So Providence College, small Catholic liberal arts school, um, Division One, Wesleyan, way more liberal, um, better academically, um, also on the smaller side in Connecticut, a little closer to home. And I was struggling. I was really struggling for a while deciding which one to go to, feeling really blessed that I got into both, but really, really wondering, like, where should I go? And I, I, I think I remember talking, I think, to my mom. And I was like, I don't know where to go. And my parents, being the great people that they are, you know, were like, you know, it's your choice. Like, you decide and like you're the one living there for four years like you have to pick a place where you're gonna feel like you want to be and now you know when you want to make a choice and you'd like kind of want someone else to choose for you just so you could be done and have the choice done with well that didn't happen because I had to I had to figure it out on my own and I literally remember that moment where it just hit me it really just hit me I don't know what it was. And I'm, I can actually look at the house where that happened because where my parents are, it's behind their, our old house where we grew up. I could look at the house and I, I can see the room. It was my parents' room. For some reason, when I was 18, I walked in there to get something. It's very rare that we were in our parents' room. They were like on the other side of the house. For some reason, I walked in and it literally just hit me. Something in my mind just said, Providence like go to Providence. And I was like, ah, oh! it felt like such, such a relief. Like that, that moment right there was all I needed as confirmation in terms of where I needed to go. That decision, that choice was like made for me in that instant. And I was just like, thank God. 
God, because it just felt like, okay, now I have my north. That's where I'm going. I ended up in Providence for the past 27 years, people. <laughs> like up until March 2020, I was in Rhode Island. I had some stints in other places like California, Florida, and uh, the Cape for like months at a time. But the majority of my adult career was literally from that one moment in time where I got the guidance. Something told me my holy Wi-Fi was just like providence. And I was like, holy moly. So reflecting on my life, I was like, wow, just from that one second, that one second literally gave me a whole other life somewhere else. A life that uh, where I gained um multiple college degrees, a career, and a family, a house, um, and amazing friends and different experiences. And by the way, if you've never lived somewhere else, I really, 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 really recommend stepping out of your comfort zone and finding somewhere else to live, even if it's just for a couple months. Um, and that one decision that to live in Providence gave me 27 years somewhere else. So one decision, many years. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I think it's pretty amazing, actually. Um, and I can remember that moment. So going and connecting it to my soccer story, when I was 18, when I first got to Providence, this was interesting. I went to preseason um, and I was a walk-on you know, I wasn't recruited. I was okay, but I wasn't like the goalie they had at the time who I believe was on the All-American team. And um, I survived preseason and then I quit. <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, it was really hard. It was physically demanding. I was scared of the goalie. I felt like she took up the whole goal. I know she was on my team, but it was really scary. But honestly, I think the biggest heart, I mean, the, the hardest part about it all was that it was a lot of change. Um, living somewhere else for the first time, being on my own, knowing that I was there for school, like my main goal of college was to graduate with a degree, not to play soccer. and. Um, just finally hitting a wall with um, competitive sports and I quit. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm fine with that decision because um, it, it was time, you know, it was time for me to kind of explore other things. And obviously I knew I wasn't going to quit school and it was okay that I left something um, that had been important to me and still is, um, but I just was approaching it a different way. And I remember my coach, one of my coaches calling me and they heard that I quit because coaches, I guess, talk to coaches. Right. So he had talked to the PC coach and he was like, you made the team. What? Why are you quitting? I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good with my choice. Um, that's great that I made the team, but I'm good. Um, I wasn't going to get a lot of playing time for sure. I mean, I remember there was another girl who we were about the same athletic at the same like level 
and she played a little bit freshman year and got more playing time as a senior. Um, but I'm fine. Like it was good that it was, it was time for me to leave and just kind of not be so crazy about sports anymore. Um, and the fun part was that I played intramurals. And if you go to a division one school, typically the people who are playing intramurals are still legit. (laughs) And we made it to the finals my freshman year. I broke my toe, but it was all good. Um, so I got to play and at least enjoy it instead of playing and being miserable. I guess that was the thing. It was like miserable to play. And um, that's not fun. So that was uh, from third grade to 18, from 18 to, wow, 45 in one place. And the last decision that I'm going to talk about that I was reflecting upon. And and this one actually makes sense. I think some like the other one, the third grade one and the decision to go to, to Providence were surprising to me because they lasted so long. Um, But was when I met my former partner, um, she had girls and the girls are now in their twenties. And when I met them, they were seven and eight and it was, you know, the decision to be a parent, which um, was actually wasn't that hard to make. It didn't feel like a very hard decision at all. It was just like, oh, this is the next adventure. Let's do it, you know. And um, I think that being a teacher really helped me because I was a, I had my um, teacher hat on many years with kids. So when it was time to guide them in a different way in terms of like living with children as a parent, I didn't feel like it was a a hard transition and the girls were really great. Like they're really amazing people. So it made it a lot easier. And as a parent, I mean, come on, I gave them two dogs over the past 15 years. Um, They all graduated from college in May of 2020. So I'm super proud of kind of being there for that process. And um, I took them or we took them to Disney World like five years ago. So I'm done. (laughs) I'm done as a parent. I took them to Disney World. I'm done. (laughs) I'm kidding. You're never done. Remember, you're never done. Um, But I feel that, you know, that one decision that's like something you think about and you're like, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be many years of work. And it didn't seem like work. The fun thing about, um, when you make decisions, even when they feel hard, if you're doing it with your heart, it doesn't feel that hard. It's just a different willingness and love that you're tackling or taking care of, or you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. You just, when you're doing it with your heart, you're you'll get up at four thirty in the morning if you need to. You'll you know not sleep if you need to. You'll work an extra job if you need to, um, because you're doing it with your heart. So, those are my decisions, and many years afterwards, um, yeah. So I hope you got something out of that. Maybe you want to reflect on what you've done so far and how that's impacted things. 
Um, maybe you don't. <laughs> but I do want to end on a reading from this Rumi Oracle guidebook so the three kings can follow a star and I can pick up a card every once in a while it's for guidance but it's it's a deck of cards that um, you can use for different in different ways but how I use it is I pick it up and sometimes I have a question in mind or sometimes I just feel like getting a word or some guidance and the illustrations on the cards are really beautiful once again it's Alana Fairchild Rumi Oracle cards or guidebook. Um, and this card that I picked probably around the time of the new year is called Commitment. And all these um, start with a Rumi quote or poem. Um, ancient philosopher has many wonderful poems and quotes that you, I highly recommend you checking um, Rumi out. So this is commitment. The awakened heart is like a lantern. Keep it sheltered from the turbulence of the winds of desire. Rumi. And then it goes on to her interpretation of this card. We are candles lit by the one great flame. The breath of life does not extinguish us. On the contrary, it only serves our flame to blaze brighter. Here in the temple of one love, there is no flickering or smoke to our flame. We are natural in our purpose, simply to bring the warmth and light of love to life. We dance through our stillness. We are on fire, though we do not burn. There is a flame that must be safeguarded. In truth, it can never be extinguished. It is the light that never goes out, even with such enduring power. Our recognition and respect of this flame is essential to human development. This flame is holy and lies within each human heart. When the flame is recognized for its worth, it ceases to flicker and smoke, becoming very still. In the stillness, the light can fulfill its destiny to shine brightly, so as to reveal every path absolutely clear and without wavering in the fluctuations of fear and attachment. Desire does not have to be a hindrance on the path. It can show us our passions and help us find our purpose. However, the attachment that can come with desire, the belief that it can be sated, sated only with one particular person, one set of circumstances can cause us to stop looking at what the light is revealing to us, the way forward on our path in the here and now, and instead try to forcibly conjure the shadows to become what we imagine they should be. When we stop seeing life as it is, showing up for us every moment and engaging with it as it is, we become careless with the light of the heart. Our huffing and puffing to force what does not need to be forced can cause the heart light to flicker and waver. This can make our way seem uncertain, and doubts can crowd in upon us as the light is compromised in its purpose. We forget to trust in what is because we get caught up in attachment and fear surrounding our desires. Rather than letting life move us, we try to move life. There is a way forward on your path that needs to be seen by you now. It will be helpful for you to have that clarity and that certainty. You might have already caught a glimpse of it, but be doubting your vision or yourself. This oracle comes as a reminder to you, don't doubt. What you are feeling deep within the passionate love of your heart light is true. It is real. You are being led into it by the progress of life itself. 
You may trust in this, even if it seems at times as though you are being led away from the vision. Life operates according to a genius that is beyond a linear approach. I'm going to read that one more time. Life operates according to a genius that is beyond a linear approach. It is to be trusted rather than understood. I'm going to read that again. It is to be trusted rather than understood. There is enough challenge in the personal transformation being asked of you to simply take the steps. That is more than enough. You do not... You do not have to also create or control the terrain, nor determine the map for the journey. You simply need to take each step that presents itself to you in each moment. Don't let fear that your desire won't manifest because you try to bend life to your will. It is an unnecessary battle and one that will not serve your soul here. Instead, just show up. Be present. Attend to what is before you in each moment and trust yourself. Let the light of your heart take you into serenity that will bring you the balm of a solid core of comfort. Even whilst the world shifts and changes according to the workings of divine will. As you move along your life journey step by step, the divine will is moving you to shining one into fulfillment of your destiny. Life is not working at cross purposes with you. Far from it. It is a co-conspirator with your heart. Come back to the stillness of the love within and know your heart light to be what it is, reliable and true, showing you the way even now in peace and stillness. I think that's exactly what I did each time things presented themselves to me with those decisions. I was just present and I showed up. And I trusted my gut. One decision, many years. Okay, people. Accept your sparkle. Surrender to it. And allow it to be so. Until then, keep shining! <laughs>